Maybe you have wondered or asked yourself how we can effectively reach as many people with the gospel as possible. I asked myself this question many times and first I thought it was evangelism and then I thought it was a combination with discipleship. But I actually believe that people need a place where they feel at home. Home churches. Home churches combine all these different aspects and even more. And it's actually really easy to start a home church. You can actually do it. And maybe you're actually a church leader and you think, ah, oh, this can be a threat to my church. But what if planting new home churches is just a part of the church ministry? It makes you more serious about equipping the saints for works of ministry. So this channel will actually provide you with hands-on information on how to start a home church and different aspects will be covered in short videos and extended videos are available for those who are interested. So I hope this will transform you and also the people around you. Be blessed. First of all, church is all about hosting the presence of God. No matter how many people come, you are going to have His presence and enjoy it. You simply need a place to come together. You don't need to prepare a lot. As you come together and start, it's important to pray that the Holy Spirit takes over, as He can minister to each one of you individually better than anyone else. Then you can put on some worship music, on a speaker, or someone can play an instrument. You can sing together and worship God, but at some point it is good to just have instrumental and be quiet, and you can listen to God. After that, you can ask everyone how their relationship with Jesus is. And together you can read the Bible and build each other up. Believe that the Holy Spirit wants to bring freedom and joy to everyone. There should be room for healing, deliverance, prophecy and speaking in tongues. Salvation and real freedom all starts with surrendering your life to Jesus. You believe and confess with your mouth and with your whole heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, that He died for your sins on the cross, and that He rose again on the third day. You repent from all your sins in your life, even the smallest ones. You don't want to do that anymore. And you confess it is no longer your will to be done in your life, but God's will. You invite Jesus in your heart, and you ask Him to set you free. Now, you are born again. You are no longer a person full of sin, but you are forgiven and you are a brand new creation. The old man has died and a new man has been born. You are born again. As you are born again, it is important that the old sinful man that has died and is crucified with Jesus also gets buried you don't want to carry that dead corpse around as it will only hinder you, stink and remind you of your past. Your sins should be washed off. Therefore, the old man should be buried in water by submerging. This can be done in a tub, a lake or any water where the person can be submerged in. It's powerful, not only for yourself, but also 
as a testimony to others, that you confess your sins out loud, that you confess that you want to follow Jesus from now on. As you come out of the water, you are resurrected and robed with Christ. The old has gone for good, and any sinful thought that pops in your mind now is no longer you, but it's from the devil, as your sinful nature has been buried in the water. Baptism of the Holy Spirit can happen with salvation or baptism, or at a later moment. It usually comes with a clear sign or confirmation, which can be speaking in tongues or falling over. Baptism in the Holy Spirit is for everyone. You only need to ask for it and position your heart in a place where you surrender your whole heart. Even when you think there is still a lot of rubbish in your heart, Jesus wants to help you get rid of that, as long as you allow Him to help you. Jesus also says that whoever asks his father for a bread, the father won't give you a stone. How much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask for it? So first position your heart on loving Jesus. Say that you love him and that you surrender your heart to him. Then ask Jesus to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Then a person who is already baptized with the Holy Spirit can lay hands on your head and the person can ask Jesus to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The person keeps praying for you until you receive it. When you are baptized with the Holy Spirit, you can speak in tongues. Many times this gift of God still has to be activated. This is a gift from God that allows you to pray with your spirit perfectly accordingly to his will and it builds up your faith we should pray both with our spirit and with our mind when we pray with our spirit our mind stays fruitless which means we do not understand what we are saying until it is interpreted tongues is a language that has words sentences and you can even sing in tongues you can activate this gift of tongues just like everything in the kingdom of God, by faith. Every word in a language is built from syllables, just like banana. Ba, na, na. Now, focus, on, focus your heart on loving Jesus and start speaking syllables, not from your mind, not in a language that you know, but from your spirit, not from your head, but from your belly. So now we're going to speak in tongues. In three, two, one. Shabbé se te araba sho. Se araba koshe te araba totabasa. She araba kosha. Now, start, start doing this. Continue doing this. And do this every day. You have received the gift. Now, first of all, start speaking in tongues. Now, for a few minutes. And then do it again tomorrow and the day after. And do it every day as it will build up your spirit and you will grow in it. Telling people about Jesus should flow from knowing the heart of God. God is loving and he's after every heart of every person. He wants everyone to be safe for eternity and to live a life of freedom and relationship with him. This is not achieved by living a life as good as possible but only by surrendering your life to Jesus and following Him. You can share Jesus everywhere you go, at your work, at your family, doing shopping. You can tell Jesus loves them 
He even died on a cross for them. Yeah, Jesus did not die on a cross for a joke. He even foretold his own death on the cross and his resurrection. He did it willingly as a deed of ultimate love to save us. You can share your testimony, how Jesus changed your life. And you can pray for healing, cast out demons and prophesy over them. It helps to just accept that people can think of you and whatever you're saying, um, they can just think of you whatever they want because you are loved abundantly by Jesus anyways, which means you're overflowing with love instead of needing love or acceptance from others. It often happens that people need deliverance. Some people are suffering from demons, nightmares, pains that cannot be explained by doctors, migraines, nerve pains, chronic diseases, pains that are moving around the body, sleeplessness, depression. You have been given the authority to cast out these demons. Just go to that person or lay hands on the person their head and speak freedom. Name the spirits that have to leave and keep your eyes open to see any manifestation. Often people can fall over and shake. Check whether it is gone and ask the person if they experience relief. If the person has unforgiveness, it can be a barrier for deliverance. So first the person has to forgive these people. Now, if the person is delivered, make sure that the emptiness that is now created is filled with Jesus and that they break with sin. Um, so they follow Jesus and these demons cannot come back anymore. Everyone who ever came to Jesus for healing was healed. We know it is the will of Jesus that everyone gets healed because he loves us. Jesus wants us to pray that let it be on earth just like it is in heaven. There is no sickness in heaven. So he wants us to pray for healing for other people. Jesus has already paid the price for healing. Isaiah chapter 53 says, By his stripes we are healed. So now we can share what Jesus has paid the price for to anyone who is willing to receive. We do not pray, God, do you please want to heal this person? Because we already know he wants to heal the person. We go to the person or even lay hands on the person and we command the pain to go and the body parts to be healed in Jesus' name. If you are a Christian, you can most certainly prophesy. You should even chase after doing it because you love Jesus and you want others to experience the love of Jesus. The spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus, who is love in a person. We testify of Jesus with our mouth by the Holy Spirit. When we prophesy, we speak words of encouragement, comforting words, and words that are building the person up. This means you can prophesy over every person and speak God's heart over that person. His thoughts of the person are as countless as the sand grains on the beach, which means you can always continue to prophesy. But usually two or three words of prophecy are enough for the moment. Now, pause the video as you ask God for a person 
that you may encourage today. Pause. Now forget about the person. Look around you in the room. What object catches your attention? Pause. Now, based on that object, ask God what he wants to say to the person with that object. Pause. If it is encouraging, building up, then tell the person and ask if it speaks to his or her heart. You can always help the poor and there's a great joy in that. You are given in abundance and we know God will always give us everything we need. Give and you shall be given. Everything we give is eternal, but everything we keep is lost forever. God's heart is with the poor and needy. Are there any widows, orphans, poor, needy, prisons, prostitutes in your neighborhood that you can bless? And as you help them, share Jesus with them. Because we do not live by bread alone, but by every word that God speaks. So look around you and ask God, how can I make an impact around me? As you come together and host His presence, it will attract new people. It will grow because the harvest is ripe. When a house church has more than 20 members, it is important to appoint new leaders who have catched the full gospel and can lead a fellowship. Therefore, it is important um, that as you lead a house group, that you soon let others lead the evenings so they can learn to organize it themselves as they become more confident with it. On Wednesday night, you can have a prayer night, hosting His presence and soaking in His love. You can put in some worship, sing songs or just have instrumental soaking music in the background. You can read some Bible, share some revelations. On Thursday night, you can have outreach night. Just be filled with His love and share it with others as you ask the Holy Spirit for clues of where you can go to, so be sensitive to His voice. Go out and pray for healing, deliverance, prophesy, and have fun with Jesus. Just let an experienced person go together with somebody who is less experienced, so they can learn from each other and activate each other. On Friday night, you can have fellowship, share dinner, and invite people that do not believe in Jesus. Let two or three people tell their testimony of how Jesus changed their life. You can also pray for healing, deliverance, and prophesy over the unbelievers. Then invite them to follow Jesus and lead them into salvation, baptism, and baptism of the Holy Spirit. On Saturday, you can have a public meeting in a public place, preferably outside, have fellowship, eat something together. You can come together with other house groups. Let a person share a word from God. Invite the new believers. And let these new believers also take their friends. Once a month, maybe on a Sunday, you can really uh, have a, a big public meeting 
where you invite all house churches together and praise Jesus. An intimate life with Jesus is the most important thing for a Christian, to know that you're loved by Him and know that you're a child of God. That's as John 15 speaks about, to be in Him, to know that you're loved by Him, that's when we bear fruit. And with that, it's so important to involve Him in everything that we're doing, whether we're doing groceries or when we're sitting on our bike. God wants to talk to us because He loves us. He loves to be involved with our lives. So it's so good to be open for Him. And with that, it's also important to, to read the Word of God as, as God speaks through the Bible. So just, I encourage you to read the Bible daily. Because as you follow Jesus, you want to know how He lived, right? How can you follow Him otherwise? And by knowing Jesus, you're confronted with the ways you're living. And the ways that are not of Jesus. The ways that are not freedom. So you're transformed by that. And instead of feeling obliged and forced not to do something bad, you don't want to do it because you love Jesus. If you know how much Jesus can give you and how much he wants to give you, you soon find out you don't need any of the other stuff anyways.